Fancy seeing your business in our programme? Well, anything's possible. Why not be our match ball sponsor and see your name in our programme? To sponsor the ball at one of our games, please ring Carlisle 01228 523 777. That's 01228 523 777. We do have other sponsorship opportunities. And again, please ring us on 01228 523 777. Come on, the sky blues. You're listening to Carlisle's number one podcast with Dennis Devlin, the Guildford Gazetta podcast. Lease your new car.co.uk. Business and personal vehicle leasing experts. We specialise in source, supply and funding of new and used passenger cars and commercial vehicles. Our team have funding solutions for every circumstance and can arrange finance arrangements for the private, individual, business customer or large fleet client as required. We supply cars, vans, businesses, personal, new, used. Find us at Riverside House, Warwick Road, Kalel, Cumbria, CA12BS. Or hey... For a personalised quotation, call us on 01228 648 766 or email us sales at leaseyournewcar.co.uk. That's leaseyournewcar.co.uk. You're listening to Carlisle's number one podcast with Dennis Devlin, the Guildford Gazetta podcast. Check us out on Facebook. All the way from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s and today. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Check us out on Facebook. Okay, even welcome to the Guild because they're a podcast. Well, tonight I'm joined by Jim Nichols, Arn Inglis, and Dan Kirkup. It's just you just now, James. Good evening. How are you? Good evening, Dennis. How are you? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. Obviously, things have been difficult. But just now, how was your last training session? Yeah, it was good. We we got decent numbers. I don't think the lads enjoyed it much. I mean, we put it was hard, and we put them through the paces. But I think it was probably what they needed before four weeks off. Um, and now the sort of responsibilities on the lads now to keep themselves in good shape to make sure we're ready to go when it restarts. Yeah. Good evening, Alan. How are you? Hi, spot on. Thanks, Dennis. How are you? Good. Just all right, mate. Just discussing training and how you got some good numbers, Alan. Ah, yeah, no, um, yeah. When, last Wednesday it was, um, and yeah, we had a we had a good blast. Probably only only works for about twenty five thirty minutes, and then and then obviously we we finished with a game. But no, the the lads put it in. I think they realised that that was that was it. Pretty much done after that night. So they they worked hard, and then obviously had a bit of fun to finish off. Cups in the house. How's it going, Dan? How are you doing? Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> How are we doing, big man? You all right? I'm not bad, you. I'm all right, man. I. Nah, you built a... Alan, as you're coming guest, we're joined with Big Dan James. The big man's here as well. How are you, pal? You all right? I'm not bad, not bad, you. Yeah, good, mate. All right? Aye, uh, top man. You well? Aye, uh, not bad, man. Board. <laughs> I can imagine, eh? Four more weeks of this garbage and all. Are you, how are you keeping yourself fit, guys? 
Uh, I bet I bet Kirky's been out running the roads. He'll oh, be doing five five to ten miles a day, the big fella. Every day. Go to the pub. <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm alright. Uh, I keep off the drink anyway. No drink. Have you? No drink when the pubs are shut. I don't drink in the house. Oh, top man, a man after me on heart, eh? James, you please to know, Dan, that James is big. Jim, big Jim's just debating whether or not to uh, go jogging all the way to our way fixtures. <laughs> not with my knee after the last time I can still barely walk <laughs> just tell you Alan you came on he said to me he was thinking you know, I might just wait just to raise a bit of money in that. and I was like you know that's dedication now. I'm just I'm putting him on the spot now but he was he was determined to do this jogging away and I was like and then back as well he was going to jog there and back is that not right Jim? I, I think to be fair I'd have fancied it but I think I did my ACL celebrating at Easington <laughs> <laughs> things at your school are all right kids all safe I will we've got we've got plenty of staff off we've got a couple of couple of kids self-isolating but um, but nothing no kind of years or anything have, have needed to be shut as yet um, it is it's a bit it's a bit wild at the moment obviously I've got I've got kids or I've got kids in secondary school I've got kids in nursery and I've got kids in um, in infants kids as well so, Alan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, none of that. Um, but but no, it's so it's it's a difficult time. You're just waiting for a waiting for a call from either the school that I work in or one of the kids. But until until you get that call, you've just got to kind of crack on. Yeah, on it must be quite nerve wracking. It must be the same for yourself, Jim. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think the worst bit's having to work with Alan every day. To be fair, he's the most <laughs> he's the most nervous man I've ever met. He's got six bottles of hand sanitizer on him at all times. <laughs> you know, you know how in the start of Commando, Alan's watching like I get so booted and that. that. Is that is that Alan with his oil sanitizer? Boots got paint on. Normally <laughs> comes in in a hazmat suit. <laughs> How's things at home for you, Dan? Everything safe and well, mate? Oh, everything's good with me, man. I'm laid back. I'm chilled, man. <laughs> you take it on there. You take oh, it on, there, big man. <laughs> oh, I don't care. I'm just take it as take it as it comes, me. Right, Jimmy, you must didn't get that. When you when you got that injury, it was nasty. Tap. I still didn't get it. Just keep jumping, <laughs> keep jumping out on me. When you when you had your collision, there we go. You got it, yeah. Aye. Did you know it was a bad one straight away? Right. No, not really. Uh, I didn't even think it was that bad. To be honest, it was just you get them done. You're the centre half. You got to take your cuts and your knocks and get on with them, you. You just don't get. There's not many of you left. I got to be honest, you mate. Now, I know what you're saying, there, but you but, know. You took the pelters, you took absolute pelters throughout that game. It must have felt great scoring that goal, Dan, right in front of them. Oh, I love that. I, I get off on that. That's what keeps me going through. That's why I play football, that. I love it like that. And the celebration summed it all up. Eh? We slapped yeah. in the belly there. Yeah, it's all good for To be fair to them, uh, I got uh, one of the, the striker that uh, Dan Kent, the big boy up front for Coopy, he sent, he sent me a message saying uh, they were asked them that were all asking after us when they were in the pub anyway. Like so, uh, it's all banter, isn't it? Uh, it's all part of the game, isn't it? To be fair, at the end, I, like even though they got beat, I felt like that area was were kind of 
your mate. I, I spoke to you at the end, Dan, and said, are, are you mates with all them? Because at the end of the game, even though Crook got beat, they were still kind of applauding and, and chanting. I heard them chanting your name. and uh... <laughs> <laughs> you love to swear on here. That's why I thought. Ah, you know what I mean, don't worry. Sorry. Dennis will add it out. <laughs> Jim knows. <laughs> so it looks like we're we red car when we go back, yeah? Yeah, it looks that way. I mean, it, no not, obviously, not, they've not been as uh, strong as they were last year, but I mean, they've had some really good, decent results in the bars. And I think it's it's a real sort of me and I were just looking looking the other day at the sort of the run of fixtures that we've got. It's really quite tough. It's Redcar, there's Bedlington, there's Crook in there, there's Billingham Synthonia in the first five back. So it'll be a real sort of baptism of fire. But you know, the the, le- the leagues as it is, we've got to be right at it as soon as it restarts. And if we are, I've absolutely no doubt we'll pick up more points. Jim, have you set yourself a target for the season point wise in your head? Have you got yourself a set amount of points that you go for? And once you get to the end points, everything else is a bonus. No, nah, not really. As long as you keep picking points up and you've got only three teams above your maximum, I think we'll be happy. Alan, what about yourself? Do you set the in your head? Have you thought, well, look, if I can get to here, we get to this point here, I'm happy, and then we'll we'll try and push for more. Anything else is a bonus. No, not at all. Uh, obviously, Jim's the kind of stats man. He knows kind of points per game and things like that. So he, he knows kind of where. What will kind of get us up up there? But realistically, we could only take take one match at a time. If if you're starting to panic about the end of the season now, you obviously you you're going to send yourself crazy, aren't you? You you basically you focus on the next game, whoever it's against, and you've got to prepare right, and you've got to you've got to be looking at winning everything. Well, I had a little game. wander down, looked at the pitch. Looks our pitch looks fantastic right now. It's had a little bit of growth on it, but it looks amazing now. Yeah, it's, it's probably realistically looking at the kind of. I know I haven't been to as many away games as obviously Dan and, and Jim, but from my own perspective, to see a grass pitch looking like that, um, it's it's every footballer's dream, really. If you can't, as as a lot of managers have, have said in the past, if you can't, no, you shouldn't be playing at all. Dan, from a player's perspective, you know how are things just now amongst the team? How are how is morale? I'm guessing it's quite high. Oh, it's buzzing there. Great set of lads, to be fair. Like, there's, I mean, usually I've been in so many loads of change rooms, and there's always a couple of eggs in it, what you call eggs. And uh, I wouldn't even really say there's any in the Carlisle, you know, they're all absolute top lads. Banter's great, and it probably shows on the pitch when we're digging results out and picking last minute winners. That's it all, it's all part of the cause, isn't it? Yeah. Dan, what was it like in that game of Crook from a player's point of view? Because obviously, we're seeing it from the side. It did look like men against men against the backs against the wall sort of thing. What was it like for yourself actually participating in that game? At well, Crook? Absolutely hanging on. It was you were pretty much waiting for the score, probably if you were actually watching the game. Uh, but to, everybody threw a body on the line, we're you know, resolute, and that's that's how it's going to be. We're going to have probably loads more games like that. I, I know the league inside out, and that's exactly how it is. If you you can go anywhere on a Tuesday night, Saturday, and that's what that's what it's going to be. Whether it's bottom of the league or top, I know. I know you don't like to hear it, Dan. But when you when you were getting patched up in the sidelines, the and then you went back on, it seemed to give the players a massive lift. And I'm sure you'll back me up here, Jim and Alan. You could hear even the substitutes, all the lads were just like it. Really gave them a bit more belief. You know what I mean? Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, 
<laughs> Al said I'm the stats man. I was just having a little look since since Kirky's come to the club. We've played 38 league games. We've won 27 of them, so won nearly 75% of the games. And that probably tells you the impact that he's had on us as a club since he's come in. And I think for all the lads, as soon as he's on the pitch, it is a massive, massive plus. I think you've maybe missed one game last year at Burtley and we got we got rolled over really, really easily, to be fair. But as I say, I mean, the lads... The lads love having Kirky's part of the team and both myself and Alan do as well. Tell you what. <laughs> I mean, emotions were amazing that day. I mean, Alan, I mean, I saw you. You, you were. I know you're quite a calm guy, but even you went nuts after that game. Oh, no, that's that's one of the that's one of the ones that you remember. I think you don't you don't see many games like that because because realistically, obviously, Kirky was bandaged up. Earl was bandaged up. Uh, you had Slack hanging on. You had Josh and Pete who came off at half time who were injured. You've had, had Kerr sent off. There's there's no reason that we should have held on there. Really, there's absolute and and I think Kirky kind of go hits the nail on the head. And it's it's desire and it's st- sticking it out for your mates. It's proper trenches stuff that and you don't like. Not many teams would uh, put put up the fight that we did there. And it's it's credit to the lads and the kind of and the attitude and the design. Yeah, that was clear when the final whistle went again. Although there had been banter, there was there was praise for our team from the from the opposition fans because in the day you you admire a team that digs in and can show that resolve and that's what the likes of Dan walking back on the, the, the round of applause when you went back on Dan was unbelievable. You're listening to Carlisle's number one podcast with Dennis Devlin, the Guildford Gazetta podcast. All the way from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s and today. Check us out on Facebook. Johnny, we 
Check us out on Facebook. All the way from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and today. Your number one. to Carlisle's number one podcast with Dennis Devlin, the Guildford Gazetta podcast. Check us out on Facebook.
bruised and battered I couldn't tell what I felt I was unrecognizable to myself Saw my reflection in the window And didn't know my own face Oh brother, you gonna leave me Wasting away on the streets of Philadelphia Check us out on Facebook. You're listening to Carlisle's number one podcast with Dennis Devlin, the Guildford Gazetta podcast. Your number one. All the way from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s and today. Check us out on Facebook. All the way from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s and today. You're listening to Carlisle's number one podcast with Dennis Devlin, the Guildford Gazetta podcast. Check us out on Facebook. I can't even remember that, to be honest. It was... I was just in that much of a rush to try and get back on. I, you know, we don't, don't know how many minutes were where you, you, you knew if you won, you were going to go top of the league. So, absolute legend. Honestly, big man, just, I've been in this place a couple of months, you know, I always, in all my match programmes, at some point, you get mentioned, Dan, because without a shadow of doubt, I'm that kind of football. I, I, I like football where there's somebody there that just, that does the dirty work. I, I like flair players, they're fantastic. Sometimes you need somebody that just does the shit that nobody else wants to do and you just seem to do it. And I know there's a lads like it, but you stand out for me and that's why I always kind of watch. And that, for me, was it was, it epitomised what you are all about. You are the, you're part of it, you bleed it, you know, and the lads respond to it and, and, the, and the fans respond to it. It's like, you know, everyone needs an Iron Man and you were that Iron Man in that day and you were the hero that day. I know you don't want to call that great. 
but Jim, it's right, and it, sometimes you need somebody, just that little, I don't know, just that little moment of something. Yeah, I, I think as I say, I mean the the impact that Dan has on the on the club and on the team's huge, and I think it's it's you look at every single game, and the, we've got on the whole we've got a relatively young squad. I think we ended up with six players under the age of twenty one on the pitch at the end at Crook and we've still seen it out but we've got some real good experienced lads in there like you look at Early you look at Dan um, even the likes of Josh I mean he's not particularly old but he's experienced yeah. and we've got a few more experienced lads who can help the younger lads through and I, I, I think even probably three months ago we'd have got beat at Crook there and I think certainly last year I think we'd have imploded but realistically we limited them to very very little and I think there's a huge huge credit needs to go not just to Dan but the experienced lads because yeah. they manage the game so well for us and they bring other people along with them and I, you need players like that and as I say we're very very fortunate to have the experienced players that we have because they make a huge huge impact on the rest of the squad I thought Josh just went about his business and did exactly what had to be done as well I thought Josh was outstanding Alan yeah obviously when it when he had to come off it, it, it's a shame because obviously he is your captain and you obviously you, you look to him um, but obviously playing on a pitch like that he's going to he's going to have it's something he's going to have to give, and it did at half time. But you've got you've got a lot of other lads who kind of are willing to pick up and have, have learned a lot from the experienced boys. So you have got young lads. We are a young team, but they are picking up things from the experienced boys every every week. Obviously, you've got you've got the likes of Kieran Olsen who's who's playing like a like a, a pro. Watch that right cross, eh, Alan? Time. What a pinger of a ball for for, for Kieran's goal! What an absolute pinger that was. Yeah, well, he got it. Obviously, he's, he's got it. He's got it on the halfway line, and, and you look up, and that area because they're playing three at the back, it's just screaming out for a, for a, a diag there. Um, the space that was there for him to hit, right, and he's put it right on point. And obviously, Kieran Kerr's Kieran Kerr's got a hell of a lot to do there. He's got to make up a bit of ground. Is is obviously wary of the keeper coming out. There's a there's a, a centre half not too far away from him, so. He's being brave as well to get a, get a decent uh, confidence as well, Alan. Isn't it? A lot of confidence there. You got to have the confidence to, to, to go for it, like you say. Confidence that you're going to get there and you're not going to get if, clattered. Well, if you if you're not confident, you're not even you're, you're not taking it first time. You're not even getting there. You kind of hesitate and you're waiting for the defender to clear it. You're waiting for the keeper to come and claim it. And to hit it hit it first time. God knows what how we how we might. It was like a kind of outside poke. It wasn't. It was a re- it was a weird way that he kind of connected with the ball, um, but the way it flew in, the keeper ah, was peachy, wasn't it? Norman's Dan, is it is it is it? Dan, I got to ask no. you, mate. Is it tougher? It was it tougher at Crook or was it tougher going home? <laughs> tougher at Crook. <laughs> <laughs> I had visions of you walking home and the kids just screaming, "Where's Sam to Danny?" <laughs> he was crying his eyes out. To be fair, the boy, you thought I was, thought I was stuck in hospital. Oh. Really bad, but after seeing them pictures, you put it on Facebook. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> <Aye>, cheers, mate. <laughs> I'm the bringer of kids' nightmares. Thanks, mate. You know, thanks very much for that. <laughs> so, look, looking forward, obviously, let's say we're looking at Red Car. Let's just plan ahead for Red Car. I'm guessing all the homework's done. You all know it's got to be done. The problem you've got, Jim, is you can't train, no training until that actual day. 
Yeah, I think I think we can probably train the Thursday looking at the dates beforehand. But as I say, there's a, there's a lot of responsibility on the players now. They've got three weeks left to look after themselves and keep themselves in good shape. And we were sort of honest with them in that last training session and just sort of said, look, you've got yourselves in a decent position and it's a good start. But if you don't come back in good shape, we could very quickly lose five or six. And before you know it, you sat sat mid-table again, you know. So it, it, there, is a, there is a lot of a lot of onus on the players now to do their own bits away from here because, as I say, it's looking like we will be starting almost straight away. Um, I think the sort of bonus in that regard is everybody is going yeah. to be in the same boat. You know, no, it's not like if it had been local lockdowns, there might have been teams who've been able to meet and train and stuff like that, but with it being everybody, everybody's going to be in the same boat. And I think you'll probably get probably a similar start to what we to what everybody had at the start of the season, where they win one, they lose one, and it'll probably be quite inconsistent. And I think for me, I'm I, I'm looking at it now with the games that we've got, thinking if we can be consistent, it could be a very very strong sort of return to football. Yeah, for us. it could put you in a strong position as well. And obviously, Dan, that'll be flowing through the whole team. You must be all sitting looking at that table and thinking, you know, we're getting there. There must be a nice, confident feeling going through the whole squad. Well, without a doubt, I will give we'll give ourselves a massive chance to go and have a successful season, haven't we? Um, it's all about how we come back now. We, I think the comeback's massive. How how we how we do come back the first like three four games back. I think we really really need to start put points on the board straight away and make a statement. But I think I think teams actually are looking at us, thinking we're generally contenders to win it, and I think we're just going to go about it quietly and keep pushed about it and keep putting points on the board if we can. Yeah, that's a great one, I. That's about the best thing. Just come back, go about, take each each game as it comes. Alan, I mean, I'm guessing when they come back, you're going to have to give them some slightly harder training, get them right back up to match fitness. So I'm guessing training's going to change slightly, or will it stay the same? Uh, well, they're going to need to kind of, because realistically for ourselves, we've had we've had quite a few free weeks. So we have had probably what have we had? We had a week off, then we had crook. Then we've had another week and then we've gone into lockdown. So whereas teams have been kind of playing twos and threes, yeah. we've probably had our rest. So the lads can when they are going out and they can go as hard as they want, really, because if if they're going as hard as they want two, three times a week, they're not going to burn themselves out. Whereas if we'd carried on with the kind of quantity of games we had at the start of the season, by kind of January, February time, if the games continue to be as thick and fast as they were, lads would be looking at kind of injuries and burning themselves out. But realistically, we've had a decent break anyways yeah. before the lockdown. So the, the, it really is, can't kind of emphasise enough how important it is that they do take a bit of responsibility for themselves. We're not talking about kids here. We're not talking about uh, kids who uh, have got other things to do. They've, realistically, they're in a lockdown. There's not, not a yeah. great deal else to do. So it is really important that they do look at kind of, even if they set out to sell a, a timetable or something, that they do it Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, so it kind of reflects the games. But it is really, really important that they, that they do use the time wisely and, and come back fighting fit. Because the problem, realistically, we might never get another chance to be in the position we're in. We've started really well. We've had some really good results against really good sides. And we don't want yeah. it all to be I'm guessing you'll echo that, Jim. Yeah, absolutely. As uh, it's there is a huge onus on the players. Is I think our lads on the whole are genuinely decent at keeping themselves fit, but it, it's different when you're by yourselves for five six weeks. Um, but 
as I say, everyone's in the same boat. I'd, I'd, I'd like to think we've got a decent enough group of lads, and I think they've seen. I think I think they think they're good enough to be up there, but it'll only count as safe to keep themselves in shape and make sure when they come back at the start of December they're ready to go again. When you look at the fixture list, it's obviously going to be crammed from there on in. There's going to be a lot of midweeks and things like that. So as long as we're up and ready and running, um, I think I think we'll be absolutely fine. As say, there will be teams who will struggle during this period. There will have players who don't commit to it. And as I say, I think if we can make sure we're at the top of it fitness wise, it gives us a real chance going into this next one again. Yeah, Dan, we were talking a lot about, about the teams around and it, it's one of them leagues, Dan, where anybody can take points off anybody. You really have to be at the top of your game. If you're not at the top of your game, you get pumped. Oh, I've been in this league for like oh, 12 years now and it's always been like that. And you can go to the bottom of the league team and if you're not at it, you'll get beat. As simple as that. Every game you've got to be at it. and like Anyone can take points off anyone. It's, it's a weird league. It's... And it's it's been like that, like I say, for as long as I've known it. Do you think that that sort of motivates a team? Does that motivate them, or can it can it have an opposite effect? Can it can sometimes can it make them feel, oh, you know, I'm going to the bottom club, you know, and panic a little bit, or do they think like we know what we need to do? This is this is it. We'll go there, just play our normal game, concentrate on us, and get through it. Or do you think sometimes that top and bottom thing sets in where anybody can beat anybody, and you worry going to a, a lower team? I think I think our lads didn't really know what to expect last year coming into the league. I think maybe they did go to, you know, when we're playing the bottom teams thinking, oh, we'll turn up here and beat them when it's not the case. I think I think they are getting into them that if you're not at it, you will get beat. So you've got to apply yourself right. And like I say, if you, and if you don't apply yourself right, you're gonna you're gonna get turned over. Yeah. You're number one. All the way from the sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties and today. You're listening to Carlisle's number one podcast with Dennis Devlin, the Guildford Gazetta podcast. Lease your new car.co.uk. Business and personal vehicle leasing experts. We specialise in source, supply and funding of new and used passenger cars and commercial vehicles. Our team have funding solutions for every circumstance and can arrange finance arrangements for the private, individual, business customer or large fleet client as required. We supply cars, vans, businesses, personal, new, used. Find us at Riverside House, Warwick Road, Kalel, Cumbria, CA12BS or hey... For a personalised quotation, call us on 01228 648 766 or email us sales at leaseyournewcar.co.uk That's leaseyournewcar.co.uk You're listening to Carlisle's number one podcast with Dennis Devlin, the Guildford Gazetta podcast. Imagine your business, your name, our shirt, your player, every time he scores. 12,000 followers on Twitter. A huge thank you to all our player sponsors. However, we still have players left to sponsor and it costs just £50 for the season. Ring 07739 478 547 now for further details. Put your name on the shirt and follow the Sky Blues. You're listening to Carlisle's number one podcast with Dennis Devlin, the Guildford Gazetta podcast. 
Fancy seeing your business in our programme? Well, anything's possible. Why not be a match ball sponsor and see your name in our programme? To sponsor the ball at one of our games, please ring Carlisle 01228 523 That's 01228-523-777. We do have other sponsorship opportunities. And again, please ring us on 01228-523-777. Come on, the Sky Blues. You're listening to Carlisle's number one podcast with Dennis Devlin, the Guildford Gazetta podcast. All the way from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s and today. Your number one. No, 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 no. Ten. Nine. Eight. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Check us out on Facebook. You're number one. Yeah. Jim, you must be pleased with Sam Henderson. He's coming on quite well, actually. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've known Sam for a number of years. Um, and I mean, realistically, he wasn't he wasn't in our thoughts at all. But obviously, we had injuries to goalkeepers during pre-season and Sam's had to come in. He's actually, he's actually played more games for us than he's played in senior football. So he's had, he's had a bit of a sort of a funny career, really. He was at Queen of the South and was quite highly thought of there. And then he's had, he's, he's been a Peter Head, I think he won the Scottish Scottish Division Two or whatever is the bottom, the bottom sort of professional one in Scotland with Peter Head, and then he won. Uh, he went to Stenhouse Muir, uh, but Sam didn't play an awful lot of games at either of those. So realistically, it's his first, probably his first real run of games at a, a, a adult level, you know. So there will be ups and downs with Sam, but as I say he's come in, he's made some unbelievable saves at time and I'm sure he'll sort of progress as a Yeah, I kinda noticed that that in each game I mean when first came there was kind of moments where you thought, Oh here we go, wibble wobble <laughs> but he just seems to have progressed and settled right in there, you know, and he and he's clearly Dan, he's clearly got the confidence of you guys in front of him because you are obviously happy with him. Oh yeah he's, I think he's coming he's been absolutely fantastic. The thing that struck me with him is he's talking and he's organising very, very good, which is massive, massive for the defence. I mean, going back last year, we're changing goalkeeper all the time. We're changing centre-half, right-back. And the good thing this year, we've got pretty much solid back four and goalkeeper, which which is obviously helping. And you can build relationships with people. I think little one for Slacky, I think he's been absolutely fantastic next to us. Yeah, Slacky's been outstanding. Oh, I think he's, I think he's probably been our best player this year, Slacky. Yeah. Been a massive difference just having someone there all the time rather than chopping and changing and yeah yeah and I think I think in terms of him I mean obviously me and Al have been here now nearly two years Al um, and Slacky when we when we first came he was injured so he didn't play a game in that first season and then I think he only played. Did he play two last year, three last year? Because he got he just came back from playing his cricket, got injured in the first game at Heat and Stan, and that was him injured till the start of March. So realistically, until this point, we've not really seen him play an awful lot. And everybody's been telling us how good he is, but we haven't really seen it because of injuries. But as I say, I'm, I'm with Dan. I mean, he, since he's come in this year, he's been absolutely brilliant. He just He's so, so good in the air. He reads the game really well. And I think both Dan and, Dan and Michael have got a really good partnership. Yeah, you can see it. I mean, uh, when you when you look at the back from when I first came and started watching, sometimes it was 
you know, you were chopping and changing, but now you've got a settled squad, Jim. It must feel it must feel better for you as well. Yeah, I think I think that's always a thing at this level, particularly early on in the season where you're going Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday for four or five weeks. You do end up with quite quite a lot of changes because of people's work patterns and kids and all all that sort of stuff. It can be quite difficult not to get commitment, but to get get that consistent side, particularly in your back four, where it really does affect it. But I think once it's sort of settled down, I think you've seen a massive improvement. And realistically speaking, if you take that Billingham Synthonia game out of there, we haven't conceded oh. many goals at all, and that was our big issue last year. We were shift- I think we scored scored the second most last year behind West Allotment, and had conceded the third most after Durham and Brandon or something like that. So I think that's been a huge, huge improvement, and it take it takes a big pressure off teams. I mean, I remember playing Newcastle Uni at home last year, and we drew five each. The reality is you're not gonna you're not gonna get many points out of games where you're conceding five, and we have we have shut the door. And it, it's made for me, it just gives us more of a chance of winning games, and obviously, that's what we want to do. Through, and that shows as well, especially up front. You know, uh, to be honest, Alan, I think they've got a strong force. We're on some unbelievable goals, and we won, I think. Yeah, well, that's that's what we've always we've always said it from from the day we took over. Really, um, we will always score goals if we can keep the back door shut. We will all always score goals because, as you say, the the amount of players that do pop up with goals all over the park. Even even obviously centre halves are a threat. You've got Kirky and you've got Slacky who are, who are a threat. You've got Samaki who will always chip in with a few. You've got Josh who, who's got a chance. You've got obviously your wide men and your strikers, so you've got you've probably got about seven seven lads in the starting eleven who have got a chance of kind of a, a realistic chance of scoring, um, and then obviously just to echo what what's being said about about Slack, I just is is just obviously you, you describe him as a role yeah. voice. He, he reads the game, never seems to break, never seems to break, he never seems to need to sprint. His position positioning is just. Top draw, it's just second to none. Um, it's there's, there's so many times that players have got to the byline, and you're thinking, Oh, Jesus, he's going to cut this back. And every time, Slacky he just he just seems to be there, he's about five yards off wherever it goes. It, he can he can deal with it, and, and he you know, he's been absolutely tremendous. Um, but yeah, regarding goals, if we can keep the back door shut, there is no no doubt in our mind that we will score. Dan, when I, when I see when I see Slacky, honestly, Dan, when I see him, he seems to be. Sort of like five seconds ahead of everyone else, but yet not look like he's five seconds ahead. Since he just appears, he do. I, that's why I like playing with him because he he does all my run and covers me. <laughs> I, I wasn't <laughs> suggesting that, but that's what it looks like. <laughs> Dan, it must be great for yourself. You pop your goals. How many on now? I think that could be four or five. I was. I had a bad season. I was really disappointed last year. I only got two, I think. And I'm usually good for about 10 or 12. And I came in telling them, like, bigging myself up, saying I can score this, score that. And I never got on the end of anything last year. So it's, uh, so it's good this year. Hopefully I can keep going and keep getting some more important goals. 10 or 12, James. You hear that, Jim? 10 or 12, Alan? 10 or 12, we're on. Yeah, well, to be fair, well, when, well, I first, well, when I first spoke to Dan about coming, I'd come across him loads of times when he was at Penrith. I think he's probably scored more goals against my team than he has for my team. <laughs> That's not a bad record there, Dan. <laughs> I'll, I'll get 12 this year. There you go. 
<laughs> it's not easy without actually, without games. It becomes repetitive, doesn't it? <laughs> well, look, guys, I'm going to let you all get off because I'm to gym's away. And I know Alan, you're busy, and I can hear somebody's kids. Oh, wait a minute. Oh no, yeah, he's back. Yeah, Ben's sorry. Back. I live out in the middle of nowhere, so the internet oh, went. To be fair, ah. you're lucky you've only gone once. Hi. <laughs> ah, well, just saying, we were just talking about, you know, getting Big Dan singing on the bus. Everyone was agreed that Dan said he's going to sing as a Christmas song. You just said that, didn't you, Alan? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> I heard Might it. just drive to the next few away games. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, because obviously we all agreed it's a, a diplomatic thing and obviously votes count. We voted that the next singer, Ozzy and the Boss, should be our leader, our mentor, our manager. Oh, did you? Uh, I'll maybe oh, be car sharing. Oh, Jesus. Like I say, this this, pod, this this interview is getting dire now. Do you know why? Because we've got nothing. There's no football. Yeah. <laughs> there's no crackers. There's no football. <laughs> it's got so bad we're talking about singing on a bus. <laughs> I don't know if that's any better, mind. I think we should maybe record it for the YouTube to sing it on the bus when we do it. I think we get a YouTube channel going and we'll, we'll have the singer of the week, singer of the month for you. Tell you what, Dennis, you've got a talent. You could sing again. Hey, mate, I've got no shame, mate. You know me, mate. I've got no sh- Do I look like a guy who's got any shame? Have you seen my videos that are on Twitter? You've seen the, the, you seen the comments. <laughs> I've got no shame. <laughs> they can rip the piss out of me all they want. <laughs> well guys look I'm going to let you all go it's been fantastic talking to you I thoroughly enjoy it I always do and I look forward to it and I'm again I'm hoping I'll hopefully get to talk to you all again next week and hopefully you'll all stay safe and stay well uh, thank you Dan it's been great talking to you always says big man no you I'm just away for a run now lads to the pub the takeout shots at 10 or something doesn't it <laughs> Jim, it's always a pleasure. I always look forward to our chats. They're always kind of good laugh and that good band. And Alan, it's great having you on here because you seem to be fit. I think you've done talks for radio before. You seem to be very comfortable on this. <laughs> oh, not a chance. <laughs> well, guys, good night, good bless, and thank you very much. And I look forward to talking to you all again next week. See you, Alan. Cheers, Jenny. Thank See you, you. Cheers, Dennis. Don't forget to a podcast with me, Dennis Dillon. I just want to thank Jim, Nicholas, and Alan. You're listening to Carlisle's number one podcast with Dennis Devlin, the Guildford Gazetta podcast. You're listening to Carlisle's number one podcast with Dennis Devlin, the Guildford Gazetta podcast. Check us out on Facebook.
broken by cloud See the tuna fleets clearing the sea out See the bed wind fires at night See the oil fields at first light And see the bird with the leaf in her mouth After the flood all the colors came out You're listening to Carlisle's number one podcast with Dennis Devlin, the Guildford Gazetta podcast. All the way from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s and today. Check us out on Facebook. Fancy seeing your business in our programme? Well, anything's possible. Why not be our match ball sponsor and see your name in our programme? To sponsor the ball at one of our games, please ring Carlisle 01228 523 7. That's 01228 523 7. We do have other sponsorship opportunities. And again, please ring us on 01228 523 7. Come on, the Sky Blues. All the way from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s and today. Check us out on Facebook. You're listening to Carlisle's number one podcast with Dennis Devlin, the Guildford Gazetta podcast. All the way from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s and today. Yeah, thanks to Jim, thanks to Alan and thanks to Big Dan Kirkup. You're listening to the Guildford Gazetta podcast with me, Dennis Devlin. Check us out on Facebook. I was bruised and battered, I couldn't tell what I felt. I was unrecognizable to myself. Saw my reflection in the window, didn't know my own face. Oh, brother, you gonna leave me wasting Philadelphia 
podcast with Dennis Devlin, the Guildford Gazetta podcast. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1.